This is Annie Stevens Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. This is the Holy Eucharist, Rite 2, for December 3rd, 2023. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to Church of the Redeemer. Uh, welcome to our 9 a.m. Right to Eucharist, and welcome to the season of Advent. It is a joy, it is a privilege, and an honor to have the opportunity to worship with you today on this beautiful December day. I have a few announcements I'd like to make, 
and then uh, we will begin our uh, worship together. Um, the first thing I want to remind you of is that we have some wonderful offerings uh, immediately following this service. You'll want to stick around. Of course, our children, uh, we at this, this week specifically, we have our annual Advent wreath-making event right in the Great Hall after this service. So get yourself an Advent wreath, and while that's going on, we also have our um, knitting kittens are there selling some of their handmade wares just in time for gift-giving. So we have some of our wonderful things from our knitting kittens, some wonderful um, knit goods uh, that you will see in the Great Hall. Um, and we have our Advent wreaths. So please stick around after the service and get into the spirit. Next Sunday after the service, we will have a Christmas cookie exchange during the coffee hour. So please bring along your favorite cookies, your favorite Christmas cookies to share during the 10 a.m. hour. Yes, it's a BYOC, bring your own cookie event uh, and some trading next week. Also in the coming next weekend, Saturday, December 9th, we will have our Advent Quiet Day which will be led by Annie Stevens, police administrator for worship. This Advent Quiet Day provides a much-needed oasis of peace and inspiration as we prepare for blessings of Christmas. So you can find out more information about that day on, by looking at our Church of the Redeemer app, or you can go on our website to the events page, and you can learn more about the Advent Quiet Day. You are most welcome next Saturday, December 9th. Our family ministry team has already started organizing the annual, annual Christmas pageant, and will have their first meeting next Sunday, December 10th, so please make sure to sign up your child if you'd like them to participate in the Christmas Eve pageant at 4 p.m. Uh, please sign them up. Again, the sign-up is available on the Church of the Redeemer app and on the website. Um, our Advent and Epiphany offerings are also all available now for you to look at. Hopefully you all got a little mailer with that, but they are also, again, on the app and the website. You can find that information there. A couple more Christmas announcements. Please consider making a special Christmas flower gift in Thanksgiving or memory of a loved one. If you'd like to make a gift for flowers for Christmas, um, there is actually, you can do that electronically. There's a QR code in the back of your bulletin. You can use it. It'll take you right to the link, or you can pick up a flower envelope in the narthex. Speaking of Christmas, this is a logistical thing that I would like to, I'm going to say every week for the next couple of weeks, I want it on your radar. The fourth Sunday of Advent is on the same day as Christmas Eve this year. We will not be having fourth Sunday of Advent services on Christmas Eve. What does that mean for you? There will not be church services on Sunday morning on Christmas Eve. May the Lord have mercy on our souls. There will not be services. I know, it's problematic. I mean, listen, you can come on, you can come on Christmas Eve in the morning and sit outside and do morning prayer. That's totally fine. Um, but we will not be having services on Sunday morning. We will have our normal Christmas Eve services on the 24th uh, at 4 p.m., 7 and 10.30, so please pay attention to that. Um, and I'd like to invite at this time all preschool to elementary school-aged children uh, to uh, Jesus and Donuts. Donuts and Jesus uh, in the chapel. I can see all of them in the back ready to grab folks. And uh, you're going to head back to the chapel, and um, you'll be back in time uh, for communion. I am, uh, I'm sort of burying the lead here. The most exciting thing for us as we head into this Advent season is that we are welcoming a new priest into our midst. Uh, the Reverend Herschel Wade is joining us uh, as our new associate for discipleship. Herschel's in the back. He'll be celebrating the Eucharist today. So everyone say hello to Herschel. Give him a welcome. You can see there he is back there. Yeah, there he is. Herschel, we're so excited to have you as a part of the team. So, well, let's let him uh, lead us. So uh, I'll stop talking and he can, he can start. I invite you all please to stand as you are able and we'll begin our worship together.
is to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light now in the time of this mortal life in which your son Jesus Christ came to visit us in great humility that in the last days when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead we may rise to life immortal through him who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit one God forever and ever Amen. Amen. Please be seated for the first reading. <clears throat> A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence as when the fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil to make your name known to your adversaries so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down the mountain quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who works for those who wait for him. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you in your ways. But you were angry and we sinned. Because you hid yourself, we transgressed. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf in our inequities, like the wind take us away. There is no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the hand of our iniquity. Yet, O oh Lord, you are our Father, we are the clay, and you are our potter. We, all, <clears throat> we are all the work of your hand. We do not, do not be exceedingly angry, O oh Lord, and do not remember iniquity forever. Now consider, we are all your people. The word of the Lord. Good morning. Good morning. Um, with a new season comes a new way of us uh, celebrating our responses. So if you look at your bulletin on page six, um, what was uh, our Anglican chant is now replaced with just a, a plain song chant. So I'm going to go over a, a couple of the rules with you first, and then we'll have a little practice session with the choir. This is our first time doing this, so feel free to listen and absorb, but I think you'll find as you get more used to it, it, it does become very natural and, and responds to the way that we would speak these lines. So if, as you can see in your, in your bulletin, there are apostrophes and slashes. When you see those signs in the words is when you change notes to, to that, that note that it indicates. Now the apostrophes are kind of small, um, 
but you can see on the first line, Hear, O shepherd of Israel, leading Joseph like a flock. Shine forth, you that are enthroned upon the cherubim. So you can see where it, it moves. After the first verse, we do not do the first two notes. We start on the second one, or the third note, excuse me. You will see this in practice. So we'll have the choir sing it first, and then we'll all sing it together. We'll do the first two verses. So choir. Here we go. First one. Corinthians. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will always strengthen you to the end, so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The word of the Lord. Jesus Christ according to Mark. Jesus said, But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey, when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. <laughs> 
The Gospel of our Lord. Grant us serenity to accept the things that we cannot change, courage to change the things that we can, and the wisdom to know the difference in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jesus says, keep awake. Be alert. Jesus is coming. Look busy. Everywhere else, in the world, in our, in our country right now, uh, uh, where everybody's getting ready for Christmas, and it's Merry Christmas, and Happy Holidays, and the music is playing, and it's joyful, and you come to church, and none of the lights are up, and we're saying, keep awake, be alert, Jesus is coming, watch out. And it's like this every Advent. Like every, every Advent, everyone else around us is, is all joyful, and then you read the readings, and you're like, what is happening here? And what's happening, of course, is our readings are focusing on the second coming, the, uh, of Jesus coming back into the world. And, um, and, and, and that brings up a lot of complicated feelings for people. But I have to be honest with you, I'm actually kind of grateful that the readings throughout Advent in our church are not trying to force us into a joyful place. Because sometimes I feel like everything else around us is pressuring us to feel joyful as we come to Christmas. Everything around us and even within our lives, in our hearts, in our own homes, we are trying to sort of get ourselves into the right mood for Christmas. We're trying to feel the right way. Meanwhile, we're still just people living normal lives with all of the same anxieties we had right before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving ended and guess what? Same stuff. Same us. The house didn't get cleaner after Thanksgiving. We'll tell you that right now. And we look around the world and there are many beautiful things and many terrifying things happening. We look into our own country and there's many signs for hope and many signs for fear. 
We have complicated feelings about our lives right now. And so I'm grateful for a complicated reading, something that doesn't just try to make us feel sunny and delightful. Jesus says, the sun will not give off its light. It will be dark in the day. And I think maybe he was talking about winter in Ohio. (laughs) But he's describing a time of darkness and fear, a time of conflict. And we think he's talking about the end of times. But honestly, it looks a lot like he's talking about right now. And Jesus says, in the midst of this complicated time, in the midst of this difficulty, in the midst of the fear, in the midst of things getting darker, he says, Jesus shows up. The Son of Man appears in glory on the clouds. And what's funny is we even read that almost like a threat. Jesus coming back feels a little bit like when our in-laws come for the holidays. We're supposed to be excited about it, but we're not sure we're ready for that. I think it's really fascinating that we see certain people only once a year, and every time as we're getting towards that point, we're supposed to feel all sorts of joyful feelings, but we're also feeling all of this nervousness and all of this concern, and and we're worried we're going to be judged, but also we're doing a little judging ourselves. Maybe there's a reason we only see those folks once a year, actually, when I think about it. We put ourselves through this. We have complicated feelings about this thing for which we are supposed to be joyful. But I think that's true about our relationship with God. Jesus says he's going to come back. And part of us thinks that that's like a threat. Gosh, I hope I'm the right person for Jesus when Jesus comes back. Our complicated feelings about God show up, emerge in our hearts when, we, when Jesus says he's coming back. Will Jesus like what he sees? Will he love us? What's strange about our complicated feelings is that when Jesus is actually here, in our gospel readings, every time Jesus speaks, it is meant to bring us hope and to show us God's powerful presence in the world, God's faithfulness to us. Every time Jesus acts, it is to heal, to heal, to forgive to draw people into reconciliation and love, to help them repair what is broken so that they can re-enter community and relationships of love. This is the work of Jesus, and yet we are afraid of being judged. Christmas, a season we, we point towards, the day we point towards, is, is a day that reminds us of God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness to us and God's presence in our lives. And yet we have all sorts of fear within us about if we will be the right kind of people for Christmas. And will it be the right kind of day? It is amazing how complicated we are willing to make the love of God. I don't... um, I don't normally give you advice when I preach. Those of you who have heard me before know that. I tend to steer away from practical, like here, I want you to do this thing. Uh, The reason I mostly do that is because I sort of, I get afraid that like, you'll get the idea that you'll just follow certain steps and then you'll just become a better Christian. These 10 easy steps to a better Christian life. 
and then you'll do them, and a year later you'll look at yourself and be like, nope, same person. I also worry that we think we have to become better people for God to love us. I worry that we think that we have to become the right kind of person to be lovable by God when in fact God is in the midst of loving us right now. But I'm going to break my own rule today. I'm going to give you some homework for Advent. I'm going to give you practical homework, a thing every single one of you can do during Advent. When you wake up every morning, I want you to pray. First thing, every single one of you, I want you to pray when you wake up in the morning. I'm going to even make it easier for you. I'm I'm even going to tell you what to pray. And you don't need a book, and you don't have to memorize anything. I'm going to give you some words. If you forget them, you use your own words. Okay? You can't get this wrong, people. And if you forget a day, guess what? There's another day right after it. Okay? God. Help me to see Jesus in the people I meet today. If you forgot the exact words, you say it in your own way, it's fine. God, help me to see Jesus in the people I meet today. Then you can say amen and get up and do your thing. God, help me to see Jesus in the people I meet today. What does that have to do with the gospel reading? Everything. And here's why. Jesus says, be awake, be alert. And he's not talking about every single one of us being in a, a state of cat-like readiness and, and, and sort of like fear at all times that Jesus might show up. He's not talking about elevating our stress levels. That's not the way Jesus works. Jesus is responding to a reality that he has experienced, which is that he showed up in the world. God showed up in the world, and the people who were the ones who were supposed to recognize God's presence didn't recognize God. Jesus is God incarnate, Christians say. We believe that Jesus is God in the flesh showing up. The people who are praying for God to show up, the people who are in charge of knowing what it looks like when God shows up, well, God shows up and they don't see it. They don't recognize God when God is right in front of them. Jesus is healing and loving and caring and blessing and telling the truth and bringing peace and love and justice. And the people who are supposed to know better, it would be great if God would just show up. Well, friends, God is with us right now. We're waiting for God to show up. God is here. God is here. Will we recognize God when God appears in our lives? The religious authorities were looking for some great miraculous sign. But instead, God showed up in human in humanity, in a person. And that was too simple for them. They wanted something that would rattle and shake the foundations of the earth. And instead, they were given humanity. We keep looking for God's love when we're surrounded by each other. 
person you meet. God made that person. That person is blessed by God, loved by God, and has something to show you about the power and faithfulness of God. Will you recognize God when God shows up? I confess I am not always good at this. This is why we pray. And this is why we do it every day. I am not interested, actually, in you becoming a better person. And I don't really care what you will look like at the end of 2024. That is not the point. As the people in the 12 steps say, take it one day at a time. Wake up and look for God. Wake up and ask God to help you. God, help me see Jesus and the people that I meet today. Jesus says the Son of Man will come in glory riding on the clouds with the angels all around him. And I agree. That is the glory that you will see in the face of the people that you meet. If only you are willing to have your eyes opened to their beauty and their belovedness. Let's not wait for God. God's here. I pray that we can move through this season. Day by day. Instead of trying to make it the perfect season or the perfect Christmas. That each morning we can simply recognize God when God shows up. In Jesus' name. stand if you are able and let us affirm our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father and the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, True God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate of a virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended to the dead and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, 
and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. We with the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The prayers of the people. God of the prophets, give your church courage to speak truth and to tell of your love. God of the angels, give your church voice to proclaim your presence in the world. Liberate us and help us to speak peace throughout the earth. God of Mary and Elizabeth, give your church grace to be pregnant with hope and to bring forth new life for a barren world. Hear us and help us, God God of Zechariah and Joseph, give your church dreams and visions and the courage to follow them. Hear us and help us, God of the shepherds, give your church the words to tell of what we've seen. God of the Magi, give your church gifts and the will to leave home to find you among the poor. God of the holy innocents, give your church power to stand against racism and violence and to protect the powerless. God of all creation, we give thanks for the blessings of this life. Give us joyful hearts and compassionate eyes with which to see your world. We pray for your church around the world, for this community, and for our Bishop Wayne and our Bishop-elect Kristen Ufelman White those around the world affected by war and conflict, especially the victims of the wars in Israel, Palestine, Ukraine, Uganda, and Sudan. Those around the world affected by disaster, especially the victims of the floods in East Africa. Those impacted in the last week by gun violence, especially those victims in our country throughout the past week in Port Arthur, Texas, Fairborn, Ohio, Westcliff, Colorado, Watsonville, California, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Goodman, Mississippi, Lumberton, North Carolina, Chicago, Illinois, Decatur, Georgia, Memphis, Tennessee, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, New Orleans, Louisiana. We pray for the sick, especially Andrew Banerjee, the Reverend Richard Everfield, Jr., Aggie Kusanoki, Ryan Patel, Paul Rogers, 
and Bill Schilnecht. For those who have died, including Peter Ludwig, husband of Carolyn, and Ed Palmer, husband of Ruby, and those others we now name either silently or aloud. God of the heavens and earth, hear us. God, you are always coming into the world. Come to us now, soon, and forever, and let us receive you as the child of holiness and the wind of change, through whom this day we pray. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. The Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you for all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Amen. Friends, Christ is our peace and gives us his peace. So may the peace of the Lord be always with you.
Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because you sent your beloved Son to redeem us from sin and death, and to make us heirs in him of everlasting life, that when he shall come again in power and great triumph to judge the world, we may without shame or fear rejoice to behold his appearing. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. spoken through the prophets, and above all, in the word made flesh, Jesus, your son. For in these last days, you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the savior and redeemer of the world. In him, you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him, you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming and glory, and we offer our sacrifice and praise of thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray to you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be made acceptable through him and being sanctified through the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under Christ and bring us to that heavenly country where with all your saints we may enter 
of the everlasting heritage of your, of your children. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church and the author of our salvation, by him and with him and in him, and in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory are yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say in the language of our hearts, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you. Feed on them in your hearts by faith and with thanksgiving.
In the name of God and on behalf of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts with, with those to whom you may go and share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We love one body because we share in one bread and one cup. Amen. Please stand as you're able. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with the spiritual food and the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage. Love you and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Keep watchful. Be awake. But be hopeful as we wait the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And may the blessing of God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you forevermore. Amen. Amen.
Now go in peace to love and serve our Lord. Thanks be to God.